Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, so let's get to it, guys. Rock News Weekly podcast. Season four, it's actually episode number 21. Uh, This week, we're talking about Sergio Vega opening up on why he left the Deftones after 13 years. We reported that he left the Deftones a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Now he's actually talking a little more in depth about why he left. Oh, I read it. Yes. Yeah, I read it. I read a whole whole article on it the other day, and it's, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But I guess we'll dig into it. Yeah, it's probably probably the same article uh, that you read. It was was a Loudwire. Yeah. Article. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um, all right, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, also, this was interesting. Matt Cameron, the drummer from Pearl Jam, had to issue an apology after some comments he made about Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. And we'll talk about what comments he uh, made and why he had to issue that apology. Uh, Serge Tanky and Randy Blythe, another metal artist on the soundtrack for the new video game Metal Hellsinger, which is kind of cool. Right. We'll, that sounds sick. We'll look at the uh, a little bit of the preview of it. We don't want to play too much because we'll get uh, DMCA'd a little bit on the, the, the music, but nah. it looks cool. So we'll play a little bit of it. Uh, his first uh, in 31 years for the original drummer of Pearl Jam, Dave Krusen, coming back on the kit at Fresno, at the Fresno show. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. First time in 31 years. Yeah, so... Yeah. We'll talk about what the significance of that was, what's the deal. All our links are up, rocknewsweekly.com. Uh, yeah, okay, so I think we're I think we're level on the mics now. How do the mics sound now, Miss D? How are, do the mics sound now? Are we good on the mics? Everybody talk real quick. Ayo. 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 Okay. Probably not say the same thing. Yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> said a little loud, so there we go. Okay, so it's, we should be good. Hopefully it's perfect now. For three ninety nine a month, you guys can give us a, a little bit of support. Anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. If you guys are a faithful listener, we do appreciate it. Uh, we are also on Google Podcasts, Amazon, Audible. Any way you guys get podcasts, we're out there. Follow us on Twitch so you guys get notified when we go live. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's every Friday at 9 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we do it We do it live here. And we also throw it up on YouTube the following Monday if you guys want to watch it on demand. So oh, yeah. just search for uh, Rock News Weekly on YouTube. Or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all the same, at Rock News Weekly. Um, all right, so new albums out that just came out today, oh. the 20th of May. We have some new stuff from Cave In. Charlie Hickey. Charlie Hickey. Charlie Hickey. I don't know. I get real nervous. That could be night. like a young modern girl, <laughs> but it could be an yeah. old, old-timey banjo player. Oh, yeah, yeah. Charlie Hickey. Yeah, Charlie Hickey. You know what my favorite snack is? Chicken marrow nub. And he's oh, nervous yeah. at night. He's nervous. Whoa. I get real nervous. <laughs> real nervous. Now you skip now. Oh. Skip. Speaking of country, we have a brand new commercial to debut. <gasps> Oh, tonight Ooh. for Ball Jack. Oh yeah, and it's uh, the Compadre edition. Love it. I came <gasps> up with that uh, title for it. it. The Compadre edition. Compad- That's great. The new Compadre edition uh, Ball it. Jack commercial is coming out tonight. So make sure you guys stick around for that. We'll get to it right before wait. trivia. Yeah, we I usually do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. So new albums out from Craig Finn, Delta Spirit, Everything Everything, Flume Porridge Radio, as we mentioned. Is simply someone pouring a bowl of porridge over yeah. a, a speaker, yeah, and somehow recorded that into an album. I don't know. Yep, I'm not it's, really um, sure. it's 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 actually porridge radio um, <laughs> is on tour right now um, at all the old with folks Cocaine homes. Crosby, isn't it? With Cocaine Crosby and Yogurt Night. Yogurt. That's <laughs> what a lineup, huh? It is. It is. We got some lineups to talk about too that are mm-hmm. out. Uh, some festival lineups. Oh, and also Soak is with them as well. Soak. Yeah. Isn't that a Mormon thing? It's an old folks home. Uh, yeah, I think that's a Mormon thing. Don't look that up. Kids. Weird Nightmare. All and right. they're, the band like, name is Weird Nightmare, and the album's name is Weird Nightmare. That's great. I like that. I like Will Joseph Will Joseph Cook. Cook. <laughs> Will Joseph Cook. Really? Alfie Templeman. What a name oh. there. He's got a new album out hey, called Alfie. Mellow Moon. It's like a Peaky Blinders Coheed character. and Cambria. Oh, okay. Def I... Leppard. They got their new Ooh, one. Ooh, it's another, it's another um, take on the whole Vaxxis thing. Oh, yeah. Vaxxis 2, A yeah. Window of the Waking Mind. You were talking about that concept album yeah. from Coheed and Cambria. 
This yeah. is like the sequel to it, I guess. Oh, that's so. dope. Uh, Liam Gallagher also stars yeah. and Wilco okay. uh, all have new albums, so check that out. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Tour news. There's this festival in Alabama, Ooh. of all places, hmm. at the Sloss Furnaces, which I guess is a big place there. Oh. Check out this interesting lineup. Oh, I, kinda, I love Thrice. I kind of like this lineup. I like I'm a big, yeah, big Thrice. You oh, go Mastodon, all, the way, Thrice. all the way down on this lineup, and it's pretty deep. Anti-flag. Oh, look at that. They've got like quite a, quite a lot of So people. what's standing out to you guys? Lalo, what stands out to you? Charles? Um, You know what? Okay, I can't see it crazy well from right here. I love Thrice, though. Uh... I think thrice is thrice is maybe the only reason I would ever step foot in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> other than that, seem, <laughs> this does seem out of place for Alabama. It does. I gotta admit, right? Uh, let's see. So, oh look at—they've got Soul Glow. Let your soul. The Acacia Strain Anti Flag. Um, they have the Appleseed Cast, which is a big reunion for oh, them. Yeah. Uh, Cursive. They've got um, nine question marks. I like that band. Descendants, uh, Mastodon, Avail, which is really, I I love to see Avail. I can't believe they're doing more festivals and tours. Uh, So that's really nice. A Wilhelm Scream, Agnostic Front, Strike Anywhere. Oh, Uh, Agnostic Front, all right. uh, Yeah, they got some pretty good ones on there. And it's Lagwagon, Sick of It All, Um, (laughs) Mom Jeans. I I actually like those guys. I played them on the garage before. They're pretty cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, newer kind of punk. Anyway, some cool stuff. So that that's cool, man. If you're in Alabama, that's a pretty cool festival. Yeah. September 25th to, uh, to the 23rd to the 25th, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that looks pretty dope. If you have the misfortune of living in Alabama, <laughs> this is like the one good thing <laughs> you just get. Just a place to visit for the yeah. weekend. This yeah. would be a good pl- a good excuse to go visit for the weekend. Come yeah. here for like three days and then run. We love run. all of our Alabama listeners, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we probably do. Yeah, have sorry. Like <laughs> sorry, Alabamians. My bad. Yes, yeah, so shut up, Lalo. I'm sorry. They got an awesome you, fest that I'm, I'm jealous of. I mean, I wish we could get a fest like that out in California, to be honest. I know. I'm just yeah. jealous. Good, good for you guys. Burn and there's a mystery fresh. headliner that's yet to be announced for Saturday. Look yeah. Oh, or or that's that the name is. of the band, just question marks. They have a... Uh, it could be like that uh, chick, 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 the exclamation oh, yeah. point band. Chick, yeah. chick, chick, chick. They have a, a, furnace fest, uh, a furnace fest in Alaska. And it's just they it's just, just stand really in front cool. of <laughs> yeah. They just stand in front of an actual <laughs> furnace. Yeah. Hey, this is a cool festival. We're, we're yeah. The furnace fest. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's gonna be there? Thrice. No. Thrice is gonna be it's there. It's just gonna be a big furnace burning wood. They need to fucking. Warm All right, check up. out this artwork. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Ghost pretty dope. on there, uh, Mastodon and Spirit Box. That's oh, that's be, yeah, that's pretty sick. Pretty good lineup Spirit there. Spirit Box is going to be at Aftershock this year, I think. I yeah. I think they are. I and, think so. And uh, I know um, they, they, they're getting pretty big. They've yeah. got that, that female vocalist who's got like a really, like a strong, like, <laughs> like yeah. 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 All right. So, yeah, Ghost Mastodon Spirit Box. It's called the Imperator. Nice. North America 2022. Nice. We're not getting anything but San Diego and California. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll get something later this fall, I they've, guess. They've got all kinds of different fonts, but Dude, I think it's... that's what I was oh, noticing. Really? It's just like a yeah. Spirit Box one is like the only like... I, I think it's funny that... Yeah, the, Spirit Box the, is like, uh, like the plainest text. Yeah. yeah. Like, it looks like Sprint. Yeah, like... Like the sprint, um, the sprint Times New Roman or something, just yeah. like the simplest text. And Something the one like thing, and, and the one thing in like a dark blue ribbon was they were like, I don't know, let's just give it to our cholo friend. <laughs> and then he was like, I'll just write it out with the tattoo on my back. Yeah, it's, that, that is kinda, great. That does look quite out of place there. Uh, oh shit! Oh, that was the first thing I noticed too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh what? Gorillas, dope. Yeah, yeah Gorillas cool. got a big tour coming up with nice. special guests Earth Gang and Jungle. Nice. Gorillas.com slash tour. We got some dates here in California. Okay. They're going to be at the Chase Center in San Francisco on Wednesday, September 21st, and then on the 23rd in L.A. at the Forum, and then all over. They're in all the major uh, states and cities uh, all across the U.S., so... Earth Gang Dope. is supporting it's September 11th through, <clears throat> excuse me, October 19th, and then Jungle for the last couple dates Dope. in uh, Florida. So that's kind of cool. All right, so to I like that day. artwork too. Yeah, that's pretty dope. To this day, I have no idea what the actual like band members of Gorillas look like. <laughs> oh, really? No, yeah. I've never seen them. Well, yeah, it's, they're digital characters, and so yeah, they 
it's it's weird when they actually do the shows it's like all digital stuff that they play on screen and stuff and then the band's kind of there in the shadows yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of thing yeah it's it's a trip and damon albarn of course you know but he's almost like a maynard kind of in the shadows not really a a main character you know yeah. it's a trip so yeah there you go that's a oh. pretty cool tour coming out and speaking of cool tours Rock news this week, Pearl Jam reuniting with their original drummer at their Fresno show, their first show with the band in 31 years with Pearl Jam drummer Matt Cameron. That's cool. Still sidelined after testing positive for COVID. Yeah. The band tapped original drummer Dave Krusen to sit in during its May 16th show at Fresno's uh, Savemart Arena, Savemart Center. Although he joined the band on stage during the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance in 2017, this was his actual first time with them since 1991. Wow. When he split with the group due to his drug issues. He wow, that's serious, impressive. Uh, substance abuse issues. Can, so, Can you go up to that picture there? Yeah. So his face in the background looks like something out of my nightmares. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's literally being possessed by a demon. Yeah, what that is is scary. I think I didn't even see that until you like pointed it out. That shows how excited he is. Yeah, he's been waiting since 1991 to be back on the drum kit in front of a a band uh, stage. Eddie Vedder's like, "Hey, hey, what's that noise back there?" And it's just this. (laughs) (laughs) I was picturing more like a banshee scream, like. Yeah, like a shooting. Okay, okay. <laughs> Poor microphone. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> Dude, he does. Look at that. What's going on there, dude? If you snip shot that face and then yeah. superimpose that behind like a black background. That's pretty that good. Oh, yeah, that'd be creepy. terrible. <laughs> I thought you were going to make fun of how like the lead singer looks like he's like very slightly drunk. Oh, like, yeah. No. Eddie, Eddie Vedder. You pointed out the insidious <clears throat> monster in the back. Yeah, he was hanging out with Betty Betty, Betty Getter Vedder. Yeah, Betty Getty Vedder. Uh, well, that, man. it was the first time with Dave Cruz since 1991. It was pretty awesome. He was nice. a- on that album, 10, which is like their most famous album. Oh, it's yeah. got Jeremy. It's got all the tracks on it. He did 10 songs with the band, eight of which he originally drummed on. So that was pretty cool. And okay. Eddie Vedder, his induction uh, to the crowd that night, he said... When all this went down the other day with Matt, we started thinking about all the other people <clears throat> that we've been through. Some great drummers, some of the best. You know, that first record, 10, seems to be a record that affected so many people. But our friend that was playing drums at the time, the amount of shows that he got to play with us was fairly limited. Well, it looks like this week we're going to get to finally make up for that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. So he, you know, hopped back on there, knocked out a bunch of tracks. It was yeah, pretty cool. good job. But he came from the seventh layer of the abyss to come... <laughs> Play drums. From the Call of Cthulhu. He got the Call of Cthulhu, came yeah. out. Uh, no, but Pearl Jam, unfortunately, right after this, they had to scrap their entire tour. No. Yeah, they, they did that show in Fresno, and then they were forced to cancel the final two shows of oh, its spring rough. tour because bassist Jeff Ament tested positive for COVID. Damn after it. drummer Matt Cameron did, they got a, the drummer to fill in, you know, but they couldn't get somebody to fill in for uh. bass. And there was only two shows left. But there were some big ones at Sacramento and then Las Vegas Yeah, uh, coming up. Uh, it was May 18th a couple days ago, and then it was supposed to be tonight in Vegas for them. So, Oh, wow. Hopefully they'll get better. They'll be back on the road. Uh, you know, just unfortunate. Yeah. They're going to be back in September in oh, Quebec there City. They got plenty of time to get well uh, over the next couple yeah, months. Yeah, look at Quebec, Toronto. Yeah, they're going all over, uh, all over yeah. the East Coast in New York, uh, Tennessee, all right. Um, so all that. Cool. And then they're coming back to California for Eddie Vedder solo show on oh, October yeah. 1st. So there you go. All right. So this was an interesting story. You were saying you read an article about this? No, no. I read about the article one? about no, Deftones. Oh, the Sergio yeah. Vega. We'll mm-hmm. get to that. That's next, I believe. Uh, but this is Pearl Jam's Matt Cameron apologizing for some comments he made about Taylor Hawkins, uh, the drummer from the Foo Fighters that passed away, drug use, all that stuff, right? So... Rolling Stones did this. Er, Rolling Stone did this interview. They interviewed twenty of Hawkins's friends for a piece they did in Rolling Stone. Right? Oh, okay. They, but Hawkins' family members and Foo Fighters bandmates declined to be interviewed. So it, it didn't have any of his really close friends or family. Oh mm-hmm. no way! It was just like guys like this that kind of like Matt Cameron from Pearl Jam that know him, toured with him, right? And they were commenting on it, right? 
So Hawkins' friends say that he was concerned about the band's rigorous touring schedule and didn't know if he could physically handle playing three-hour shows night after night. Cameron told Rolling Stone that Hawkins had a talk with the band right before his death, saying that he wanted to step back from their upcoming rigorous touring schedule. He said he had a heart-to-heart with Dave, and yeah, he told me that he couldn't effing do it anymore. Those were his words. Huh. So I guess they did come to some understanding, but it just seems like the touring schedule got even crazier after that. Oh, wow. <clears throat> a rep for the Foo Fighters, of course, denied all this stuff, saying, quote, no, there was never a heart-to-heart or any sort of meeting on this topic with Dave and Silva Artist Management. Cameron also revealed that Hawkins agreed to continue touring with the band to be a team player. He said a band like that is a big machine with a lot of people on the payroll, so you got to be really cognizant of the business side of something when it's that big yeah. and it has that inherent pressure just like any business. Yeah. The Foo Fighters rep also denied this, saying he never informed Dave and management of anything at all like that. Mm. The rep also denied all accounts of Hawkins' feeling of being burnt out. Okay. So that's kind of crazy. They're like flat out denying it, and I wonder if some kind of documentary or something's going to happen because of this. We haven't heard a, a peep out of Dave Grohl. Uh, Matt Cameron issued this apology on Instagram saying... When I agreed to take part in the Rolling Stone article about Taylor, I assumed it would be a celebration of his life and work. My quotes were taken out of context and shaped into a narrative I never intended. Taylor was a dear friend and a next-level artist. I miss him. I only have the deepest love and respect for him, Dave, and the Foo Fighters families. I'm truly sorry to have taken part in this interview, and I apologize that my participation may have caused him uh, harm for those who I only respect the deepest admiration. Rolling Stone has just been kind of screwing up lately, huh? They're getting to be a little uh, trash rag. Yeah. You know, a little trash raggy. A little like trash to, rag, a little carpet bagger. Uh, what do you call it? Like a TMZ or yeah. uh, uh, one of those kind of like, ooh, let's grab the juiciest part out of that. Yeah. Whole yeah. eight minute long, 10 minute long conversation and focus in on that. 30 seconds he talked about that for there and that's the story. Right? Oh, yeah. That's lame. Brutal. Yeah. So Matt Cameron apologizing though, kind of falling on the sword saying, hey, you know, they took it out of context. I love, you know, Taylor and all that, but, you know, that that may be true. He may have let the cat out of the bag with all that. You yeah, know, maybe yeah. that was the underlying issue with Taylor Hawkins, and we don't know that rigorous touring schedule. Foot Fighters were known for playing three-hour-long shows. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's the he's the drummer, and it's tough to do that. Oh, but. yeah, 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 for sure. All yeah, right. that's, that's intense. Physic- that's physically just intense. Oh, Drummers yeah. Drummers are usually and, in great shape, too. And their music, too. I mean, Foo Fighters is all, like, upbeat most of the time. Yeah. They have a couple songs that are kind of slow, but, I mean, it's balls out oh, the, yeah, yeah, the whole sure. time, right? Three for hours sure. of that. Um, all right, so anyway, you were mentioning, what did you hear before we get into what article I have? Just a qu- quick, brief thing of what you read or oh, so about Serg- Sergio Vega. Yeah, Sergio Vega, what I read was he was just kind of like, listen, I was always just a contract, em- salaried contract employee. Like, I was never hired gun. Band. Yeah, hired gun. Like, and every time, if we weren't touring, I wasn't getting paid. Like, they basically never really fully induct me. And then and at some point, like, somebody said... Oh hey, we're we're um we're kind of running low on resources like like our our you know our uh, our camp van and you and stuff like and he was like hey like I'm not like a resource like I'm a I'm a person and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I've been in the band for like 11 years and and I think uh I think ultimately like his points are pretty pretty fucking valid but it's it's it would be very difficult for because the Deftones like I said. Those guys grew up in like the streets of Sacramento since yeah. they were like children. They're so, a tight knit band. Yeah, losing Chi was probably <clears throat> pretty huge for them. So, uh, you know, I can. It's, it's difficult, but it's unfair for him. I get it. All right. So it. he's opening up about it with a new interview, and he says on this Josta show, the Josta podcast, Jamie Josta uh, from Hate Breed. He has his own podcast, and he's always on Full Metal Jackie and stuff. So anyway, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy in the cool. metal community, whether you like Hate Breed or not. Uh, but he's, he's a cool guy, cool podcast. Shout out to them. So he's talking about it on there recently. He says, quote, on a creative level, they were always super open and super cool, which is good to hear. Yeah. He continued, but it was never even about money, money because even the publishing was there. That's fine. It's purely about belonging. It's purely about just wanting to feel like you're in it. At the beginning, I was up for anything. I was just like, my friends are in trouble, and I just want to help. Being a higher gun, there's no room for creative input. That's fine. That would have been a thing, and you wrap your head around that. Initially, my only goal was to put my best foot forward and to help a... And to 
to be a help to people in need and people that I cared about. And it was only because of that way that it presented to me as this is how it's going to go down where something that I started to go, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, Vega denied that his unhappiness had anything to do about money, saying it was never about money, it was never about any of that. It was just about literally being in the same situation so that it didn't create these opportunities for dissonance. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, you're doing this, but we're paying you while you're doing this. I got a call that was like, we're hemorrhaging a lot of money on a storage space in you, Yeah. What you yeah. just said. Yeah. And I was like, that's my problem. I'm compared to a storage space. I'm a line item. It's not the money. It's just the dynamic. It makes sense. Vega continues. So it wasn't me asking for anything during the pandemic. It was the contract being canceled, which is their right. And then I was like, okay, cool. This doesn't work for anybody. We can finally address a total restructure. But at the end of the day, we weren't able to really come to terms on that. So that's fine. Basically, everything I had said in my initial video statement is kind of what happened. Yeah. And I totally understand their position. But mine is I have to respect my situation and position as well, that it wasn't something that having that dissonance, for lack of a better word, was something that was pervasive. And it was something that was ultimately affecting me mentally as well. Oh, yeah. End quote. Yeah. And and, uh, um, and I think for him, he's got two other bands and for he and he's got plenty of creative control with those other bands. Yeah, so good for him, you know. Yeah, it, it was just time to time to move on. I mean, even 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 though he said it's not about the money, though. I mean, in the long run, I, I don't think that if you're like a salaried member and a contract player, like I don't think you get royalties and stuff like that. I I am not sure if you do or not. I don't know. It just probably wasn't a good deal all around. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Uh, this is a big concert coming up for yeah. the Queen, isn't it? It is, and you know what, I, Adam Lambert, I can never list, I can never hear his name without thinking of the Disney cartoon, the short Disney cartoon called Lambert, the the uh, <laughs> La Lambert, um, the sheepish lion, okay. and the and the 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 song goes Lambert, the sheepish lion. Have you ever heard that? Is that an actual I thing? Have not. It's an actual Disney cartoon where a lion gets accidentally delivered by a stork to a to a flock or whatever the fuck gaggle of lambs. <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> how adorable. And, 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 yeah, and it, he's lambs. a little baby lion, and the and the mother the mother sheep like couldn't have a baby, but finally has one, and so she raises him, and he just gets like he like gets punked by all these other lambs. Does and he then turn they, into a queen cover yeah, band singer? Yeah, they grow up. No, that, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. Like, he all of a sudden, he finds his vocals, and he starts singing queen yeah. songs. No, no, no. What happens is a wolf comes in and tries to eat the sheep, and he all of a sudden turns. He's like a coward. He's like, Whoa. He makes these sounds. But then like, he becomes a badass. And then he becomes a badass, right? Yeah. Like, straight out of He-Man. It's crazy. But, yes. yeah. That, so, anyway, I th every time I think of you, Adam Lambert, I know you're wow. a fan of the show. I'm I know sure he's a fan of that show too. He might be, but I think of that. I think of Lambert. Wow. That is <laughs> that is something, isn't it? Yes. All right. Well, Queen and Adam. Oh, you got it. Adam Lalo Lambert. The uh, they're going to be opening yeah. the Platinum Jubilee concert with a bunch of people on there. Uh, Jax Jones, Mabel. Uh, who else is uh, there? Play the song. Andrew no. Lloyd Webber, Lynn Manuel, Miranda, Sir Elton John. It's not really rock and roll at yeah, all, but yeah. Queen, Queen, and Adam Lambert—that's why it made the rock headlines yeah. this week. So it's about as rock and roll as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. It's rock and roll. Duran <laughs> Duran will be there, so yeah. yeah, aren't they there? All right, so let's get to some real oh, rock. Oh, that looks sick. sick. Yeah, so check out this artwork. This video game is going to be coming out soon. So let's watch. Actually, oh, I should have queued up the trailer ahead of time, but oh, I'll pop it open here. Pop, pop, pop it open. And then we'll Lambert the sheep. Oh wow! Okay, hold on. Uh, Dude, don't. you'd be all over that. Yeah. Okay. Transition. Oh, that looks sick. It's very like Doom. DMCA, don't wanna get DMCA. I know, yeah, you will. So we gotta press yeah. pause. It's how the song goes. Alright, well, I'll just mute it. How about that? There we yeah. go. Uh, so you get the Look idea that. on the music. 
What do you think of this gameplay? Yeah. It looks kind of cool. It's like a combination to me of Elder Scrolls and Doom. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's got a yeah, shoot 'em that, up. That's good. That's a good way to describe it. It's yeah. got a shoot 'em up thing, dual wielding, first person perspective, but you got like kind of a mythical um, a world instead of like uh, oh, the yeah. Doom, which is like a that's space alien kind into, of thing. Yeah. yeah, and you got lots of metal going on. Yeah, so that's gonna be a pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah, and it's like actually a really good song. Too. It's a, it sounds like a good song. Maybe I'll have to add it to the bear or something. Oh so. yeah, that sounds awesome. Very cool. Uh, good for Serge Tankian. He's always doing something interesting, you know. So yeah, good for him to kind of mix it up. He's just uh, always a. I don't know, cutting edge kind of dude. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he for has sure. his pulse on what's going on, and that money's good with uh, these video games. I mean, it's oh, it's basically yeah. like doing a movie soundtrack. Oh yeah, you get paid very well for that. So. Um, th so there's there was a badass Transformers game series that came out on Sony. Oh yeah, and and Pucifer's Humbling River ah. was up was one of the songs off of that game, and I remember yeah. when we first heard it, we were like. We didn't even know at first that that was Pucifer. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, oh, hold on a second. That that's voice cool. sounds familiar. That, that's, that's good marketing. Maynard James Keenan, yeah. That's good marketing, man. And it man. was such a badass, It was like, a dope game. trailer for that game. It was, <laughs> it's so sick, man. Awesome. It's so sick. So, and yeah, I mean, it's... They got yeah. Lamb of God on there. Nice. Uh, Matt Heafy from Trivium, Arch Enemy, Dark okay. Tranquility. Um, a bunch of uh, heavy artists on there. So, check it out if you're interested in that gameplay. It's called Metal Hellsinger. And it's going to be coming out soon. Nice. A lot of those folks, uh, Lamb of God, I think, was on that that uh, Jack Black uh, video game. That I was think a one fun of them, ass video game. I don't know who in there is. Uh, maybe it's Randy Blythe himself, or somebody's a video gamer. Yeah, in that, in that probably band. Randy Blythe. Yeah, I, I think. It, and I know uh, Matt Heafy from Trivium. He's a gamer. He's always on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a really cool channel too. If you guys want to follow Matt Heafy from Trivium, it's it's worth it. Jonathan Davis is a gamer, but he's a gamer just for the video game Cuphead. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Hey, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, he's obsessed with the game Cuphead. I heard him talking about some games, too, like uh, some other games that he, he was into, but they were old school ones. Oh, dude, Cuphead yeah. is Cuphead is a beautiful game, oh, but it is a hard ass. It's frustrating, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, ha I had that one on the Xbox. Oh, yeah. I heard the sequel's coming out soon. No. Yeah. They had a they released a cartoon on Netflix. They had the DLC for it. I didn't get yeah. the DLC, but I heard the sequel's coming out soon. Dope. So I, I'll be a, I'll be getting that. Anyway, let's talk to a, or talk about another rock story this week that came right. out. Robert Trujillo recalls being insulted by James Hetfield. No yeah, what do you think before we get into it? Uh, what do you think he insulted him on? Oh, he said, "I don't like your braids." It was the braids. Your hair getting in your the way of the base. Uh, the braids. Okay, maybe no, it was, it was actually. Jersey? It was because he wasn't jamming through it with full intensity. That's why he he got upset. Oh so, yeah, you want to hear the story here? He's like, listen, Robert, give me fuel, <laughs> give me fire, give me that give me which I desire. That which I desire. He said, okay. So he tells a story. He says, this is Robert Trujillo, bass player from Italia. Goes, I I remember one time a few years ago, about three years ago in Italy. Poor guy. He's talking about James Hetfield. He got stung by a bee in his face. I think it was. I don't think he's allergic, but there was a poison oak thing going on so your face is hurting your body's itching you're out there on the road it's raining and one of those songs like memory remains or something and we're on stage going on stage soon things are running late we're playing the song in the tuning room i'm just kind of jamming through it but i'm not really jamming through it with full intensity i'm just kind of ghosting it a little bit and he's like you know the song and this is a song we played thousands of times and i was insulted because this is one of the easiest songs we play and you're asking me if i know the song so I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know the effing song. Robert went on. I blew a fuse for a second, and then I felt horrible, and he felt horrible. And then we realized, I think I'm tripping on the load that I have on my shoulders over here. He's tripping on this, and probably, I mean, I get it, man. I've had poison oak. I've had bee stings, <laughs> and it ain't fun. And you're out there, and you're trying to do the best you can. So rather than throwing your instruments down and coming to blows or anything like that, yeah. you work it out. You kind of calm yourself and realize what's going on. Yeah. But okay. yeah, how does James Hetfield get poison oak and bee stings? <laughs> <laughs> he fell in a batch of poison yeah. oak and, and it was it had a beehive in it. <laughs> I still the memory remains. That song sucks too. I bet Robert's like, oh man, fucking song. Oh, blows, I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, an in memoriam, not really in the rock world, but in the music world. You may know his stuff from some movie soundtracks. Mm. This uh, this was a Greek composer by the name of Vangelis. 
Bestfoot known for his chart-topping 1981 theme to the film Chariots of Fire, but he did all kinds of other movies. Uh, he he yeah. was in. Excuse me. Can you on. do us a favor and pronounce his entire name, Chris? <laughs> okay. Can you do that for us? B- oh no. <laughs> <laughs> How about you go first? Uh, Evangelos Odysseus Papathanisio. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Odysseus Papathanisio. <laughs> Is that close? That's how Chris yeah. orders Greek. That's what at, I say at the drive through yeah. at Jack in the He's Box. He's like, give me a, a year. Sir, are you having a stroke? <laughs> yeah. All right. In 1943, so he was born all the way. He's, a, he's an old guy, so yeah. he, he lived a good life. But the one that was my favorite soundtrack he did was for Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. You got to love the Blade The original Runner Blade Runner with yep. Harrison Ford, uh, he did that 1982 soundtrack to Ridley Scott's film. The entire movie created it from scratch, a synth masterpiece. Uh, he was really, really good. Uh, so just sad that he passed away. I wanted yeah. to give him a shout out. But hey, let's let's talk about some positive stuff before oh, we. Oh yeah. Do you want to do the ad now before Rock Birthdays or after Rock Birthdays? Uh, let's do the ad now before Rock Birthdays. Okay, so then we're gonna do our debut of Ooh, the new ad. Yeah. For uh, Ball Jack Compadre Edition. I can't wait. Compadre Compadre. I cannot wait. Okay, so let's do. I that. love Ball Jack too. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's such it's, a great it pumps oh, it you up. Man. Great, great company. Mm-hmm. Great bunch of guys. <clears throat> All right, so let's get to it. Here it is. And now a message from one of our sponsors. What's for dinner, Jeb? Same thing as always, kid. Well, hell, refresh my memory now, Jeb. Always beans, kid. Beans and corn in a jar, kid. <laughs> That's what we're doomed to eat on this dusty trail. Are you for breakfast tomorrow? Beans. And for lunch? Corn. And for a snack? Beans and corn. Just not as much. It's a snack, Ted. Welcome to the dusty trail, my friend. Shut up, Jeb. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Ten years, Jeb. All we get is some goddamn beans and corn (laughs) for rustling the herd. Day and night, you can real slowly, like, shove that dusty full jar of corn straight up your... Wait, someone's (laughs) a-coming. Who the hell is you? Are you the dusty trailblazer <laughs> I'm looking for? Who's asking, stranger? Balljack man is like asking compadres yeah, like a looking for trailblazers to quench that dusty thirst with my balljack. <laughs> Partner, did you just say balljack? That's what he said, Ted. Shut up, Jim. Looks like I showed up just in time. This blend of Doreen and Tiger's tears. Caffeine and the blood of a mango. <laughs> it's just what you need to burk up your dusty trailblazing throats. Now I remember. I heard of you, mister. You turn worn out old cow dogs like us into hammer jacking trailblazing <laughs> machines. Did he just say blood of a mango? Goddamn right. America, <laughs> now grab this ball jack. Open it wide up for your trusty trailblazing compadre there, and give him a fat dose of this liquid ambrosia. Hell yeah! He's hot. Damn right. <laughs> it better. It comes straight to my dusty trailblazing heart. Now giddy up, le chevalier. Huh? Shut up, Jim. <laughs> remember, my cow poking compadres. You can reach over and grab your partner's ball jack anytime. <laughs> to quench that dusty trailblazing <laughs> thirst after purchasing a load at your nearest convenience store. You mean convenience store, right? You're goddamn right! Huh? We're saved! Look at him go, that dusty trailblazer. But he stole uh, beans and corn. What the hell? Then where's my wallet? Balljack, reach for it <laughs> today. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Ball Jack. Good love stuff. Good oh, stuff from Ball Jack, man. man. I love Ball Jack, dude. It's it's such a it it quenches my dusty trailblazing thirst. I know. The dusty it's trail. just it hits the spot, man. Yeah, it's just it, it hits the spot. The patented blend of taurine. Uh, tiger's tears. Tiger's tears. Tiger's and tears. And the blood of a mango. It takes blood it to the, the mango. Yeah, the blood. yeah, you're right. You know, 
Yeah. It's all it's wonderful. A, that's why it just it just works, right? Just Pumped. Pumped. Hell yeah. All right, rock birthdays. Oh, Take it away, Charles. I like it. Uh, Stan Lynch, uh, godfather to the notorious rapper Brother Lynch. Oh, um, <laughs> former <I'm>... drummer. <laughs> That's the same, <laughs> same guy there. Uh, he is free fallen uh, to to sixty seven, and he was a former drummer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, my friends. Uh, Pete Townsend, which my late father stole a tambourine from in the late sixties. Uh, he is a rock star from a famous band called Who? The Who? The Who? Mm. The Who. He is 77 years young. And you know what? Go back up to Pete Townsend. A lot of the times we go, you know what? He doesn't look 77. But I got to say, Pete Townsend he looks, looks a 70, solid yeah, yeah. 77. And poor, poor dude blew his eardrums out. Like I don't know if you guys remember that when he uh, – it was a, <clears throat> a thing that they used to do where he would put – stuff into the kick drum and it would like explode oh they would put like firecrackers oh. and stuff oh, in there yeah. right he put too much in there one time for like the ed sullivan show or whenever the shows that he did and he was right in front of it when it went off no and it blew his eardrum out wow and i forget which one is like his right or his left ear and it like it was an explosion on stage the kick drum blew up it was like it was wow. crazy you know and he lost his hearing that's where he says he lost his hearing that's back crazy then. Yeah, so that's crazy. Pretty wild. He's he's hardcore, man. That deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. Though. Maybe that's where that came from. Uh, Phil he... Rudd. Phil <laughs> Rudd. Yeah, Phil, Phil Rudd. I'm Phil Rudd, and I'm delivering your mail later. Okay, Do you, you remember <laughs> the story that came out about Phil Rudd a no. couple years back? No. Uh, he was high on meth, and yeah. he hired somebody to try and kill his wife. Or something no. crazy, and then he canceled it. Like he like hired a hitman, and he got investigated by like the New Zealand police. Wow! And he said it was like, oh, it was all a joke or something. And really, yeah, he had this divorce from his wife. He That's was like crazy. on methamphetamine. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And That's crazy. it was like this crazy headline. You're reading it like Phil Rudd hires a hitman to get his estranged wife, and you're like, what the fuck's That's going on with Phil Rudd? That's craziness. Yeah, so... All, all those years <laughs> listening to, uh... Yeah! He's had a, he had a rough go there for a couple years. But I guess he's... I don't want to, like, taint him now. He's back. He's sober, supposedly. Yeah. And he's doing well. So, yeah. So, you know, good for him. His, his, uh... He's got a very... Uh, his drum... His drum kit... It's got a very... His bass drum's got, like, some maracas. And, and the Peggy Hill way of saying senor... <laughs> right there. Sonar. Sonar. <laughs> the Peggy. The Peggy. Adios, Sonar. Look at this wizard. Uh, oh, Rick Wakeman. He definitely looks like a wizard. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Uh, he is a keyboardist for a little, a little, a little known band called Yes. Uh, he is 73 years old. And why is he wearing a fucking gold cape? Yeah, it's his thing. He started doing that in the 70s, and it just became his iconic thing. That if you look up Rick Wakeman, yeah. it's like Rick Wakeman cape. It's his thing. It's Rick, just, he's pulling it Rick off. Rick Wakeman, though. I got a lot of... It was got, a thing in the I, 70s. I that you, was like a thing in the 70s. Capes. Capes in the 70s. He just never He just never got it over never, it. Capes, he, capes never made yeah, a comeback. You know what? The only think. thing that I, I love Rick Wakeman, the only thing that I'm upset about was that he ordered the slaughter of all those people at the Red Wedding. <laughs> that, that He did that, not. Yeah, he is. He, he, that, that is not him from <laughs> Game of Thrones. That is not the... the what? That is not the, the ancient family leader who has incestuous uh, relationships on Game of Thrones. No. That is not him. Damn it. He's actually an amazing keyboard player. Oh, yeah, he and is. And good for him. And he's a big fan of the show. He is a huge fan. Yep. Yeah. He writes us all the time. Exactly. Uh, all right, so we got some trivia for you guys. Okay. But we got to play our soundbite. Yes. For, uh, oh, we forgot Rock Birthday soundbite. Oh, man. Oh, I didn't do the soundbite. Yeah, I was going to update that. Well, that's all right. Shit. Shit. Uh, so we didn't do Rock Birthdays. Trivia time, though. We could do that. Yeah. This week in Rock and Roll History Trivia. All right. Oh, yeah. So it is time for This Week in nice. Rock and Roll History Trivia in 1967, guys. This week. The BBC bans this song. This all—it's actually two back-to-back Beatles trivia questions for you guys tonight. Oh, okay. Ooh. coincidentally, there wasn't much going on this week. Uh, I looked all over; there wasn't any cool facts, but these two. Yeah. So, BBC bans this song by the Beatles due to drug references. 
So what song was it that they banned? I already know it. Okay, well, let Lalo guess them first. Okay. Was it A, The Beatles, I Am The Walrus, B, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, C, A Day in the Life, or was it D, The Beatles with Cocaine Crosby, a rare B-side they did, Oh, I'm a rootin' tootin', cocaine shootin' druggie. <laughs> There's inferences. That's a, that's a pretty <laughs> bold title for a song for a radio DJ yeah. back in the '60s. They're so. like, listen, there's too many inferences. inferences. Yeah, that's Dope that's use. pretty straightforward. There's too many references. Yeah. What do you think, Lalo? Okay. As much as I want to go with option D, because that is a beautiful song name. I mean. I'm a rootin' tootin' cocaine shootin' druggie. I'm a rootin' cocaine shootin' druggie. I just like, druggie. I'm a I don't think, like, reference would apply to that because they went real, like, blatant with it, you know, yeah. as they should, considering <laughs> David Crosby is on there. That was but, David Crosby's way. He said, I'm not, I'm not doing the song with you guys if I can't, if I can't name the song. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know, David. That's pretty. That's pretty bold. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I don't give a shit. The the he only shot his gun in the air. <laughs> yeah, the only person oh. to shoot a gun in Abbey Road Studios. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but and John it, Lennon it would was be like, David Crosby. He's better than Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> bigger, bigger. He's bigger than Jesus. Okay. Uh, no, but I think that's funny because that's the only song that the Beatles ever did that they didn't steal from. From a blues player, oh. just like Zeppelin and <laughs> Rolling Stones and so many of the ilk of that British ripping off black musicians. But anyway, okay. Anyways, I am gonna go with a. I am the Walrus because that's something that you say whilst on drugs. <laughs> oh, it I is, like that. All these yeah. songs, yeah, you're right. All these songs have just the the most ridiculous lyrics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, we have our cat here. Oh, we have our saboteur. Oh, Rory, get out of here, Rory. Rory, to our audience members, Rory is obsessed with sabotaging. And you know why? It's because Rory has his own podcast that when Chris and Dolly are asleep, Rory actually conducts it. And he's got like a fan base that's like almost about as big as ours. Yeah. So like Rory intentionally sabotages this so that yeah. he could. And, and and But the only thing, Rory, your podcast, it doesn't have a very unique name. It's just no. called Cat Talk. He just sits there and he's he just meows into the mic yeah. and eats food it's just <laughs> and he gets more viewers than me i don't get it it's yeah, 90 it's minutes of uninterrupted meowing and people, love grooming. people love it and people on his chat i've been on his chat before and it's just people type in the words meow that that's it meow no kidding yeah yeah um i'm gonna say that's i'm the walrus too i actually i before you showed us the words i thought it was gonna be strawberry fields but Strawberry Fields came out later in the 70s. In yeah, the that was 70s. a later release. Yeah. It's one of the earlier ones. All right, so you're both going with I Am The Walrus. Yeah. Huh? All right. Well, it's actually a Aww. day in the life. Oh, okay. It's, Where's uh, David Crosby in that picture? He is not, he's off to the right. They cropped him out. Oh, yeah. Aww. He was holding a gun to George's head. They didn't like that. Well, Paul McCartney and uh, John Lennon are definitely fucking high out of their minds when they took <laughs> that John picture. John Lennon was, yeah. Right I mean, there. Yeah. Ringo's like, what, what are you guys doing? Hey, Smoking that stuff? Taking what a is picture? that stuff? It smell, doesn't smell that great to me. All right. So why the BBC banned A Day in the Life? Mm. And it's, so, it's such a tame thing here that you're going to see that they banned for one little line in there. Oh, geez. The decision showed that the corporation was, you know, of the BBC was run with an iron fist at the time in 1967. And even if you were the biggest band in the world, literally, yeah. you couldn't get away with something uh, and give an airtime. Yeah. So what do you think it was? Just before I get to it, what do you think, like, the reference was? Okay, so I'm going to... think they were referencing, like, LSD, uh, pot, sex, um, cocaine... What do you think? Like, what do you think mm. that the the BBC interpreted the lyrics to be? I would, uh, for me. Oh, go ahead, Lalo. You 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 let us think. What, what do, do you think? think? Okay, this was in the sixties, right? Yep, yeah, late sixties. I, it has to be like some kind of like psychedelic, just based off of what they're wearing. So, ooh, what was one of the options? Was it LSD? LSD, cocaine, weed, uh, sex. Um, uh, what else? What's, whether they're like debauchery, I don't know. Yeah. Like, they're just like, <laughs> I don't know, some British term mm. for yeah. downright dirtiness. Rather. I'm going to go it's LSD. Debauchery. LSD, okay, well. I'm going to do LSD too. So their well-documented LSD period, a time which seeped into their fray in the psychedelic world of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's the artwork or part of that right there, right? So... <laughs> 
They they said basically where's the line here where's the line where I is was it? reading where the paper it? one day uh, oh yeah no. here it is we have listened to it over and over again with great care continued this guy from the BBC and we cannot avoid coming to the conclusion that the words I'd love to turn you on followed by that mounting montage of sound could have a rather sinister meaning oh. and we cannot avoid coming to the conclusion <laughs> that the words I'd love to turn you on, followed by that mounting montage of sound, could have a rather sinister meaning. Oh, that was perfect. There that you was go. perfect. Well, here, do the next <laughs> Oh, my paragraph. God. Do the next. This one's the, the, the meat and potatoes here. But we must take account of the interpretation that many young people would inevitably put upon. Turned on is a phrase which can be used in many different circumstances. But it's currently much in vogue in the jargon of the drug addicts. Huh? So there was a saying back then in the 60s, Timothy Leary, he was like the LSD pioneer. It was turn on, tune out, drop out, or something yeah. like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so turning on was like you're taking drugs and you're getting like you're switching on a different part of your mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So turning on. So them saying, you know, I'd love to turn you on was I'd love to, like, give you drugs or trip you out. Yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, with Timothy Leary, it's like turn you on to the cosmos. Right, turn you um, on to what's hip or something. I know if up until probably, like, the 70s, if you said, I'm getting high, it's like you could be just getting drunk. Right? Yeah, it was just... Yeah, but John Lennon high. himself said it had nothing to do with that at all. Nothing yeah. to do with drugs. While he was dropping LSD. He, <laughs> he says, I was that. reading the paper <laughs> one day and noticed two stories. One was about the Guinness heir who killed himself in a car. That was the main headline story. He died in a London in a car crash. Oh. On the next page was a story about 4,000 potholes in the street of Blackburn and that needed to be filled. Paul's contribution was the beautiful little lick in the song "I'd Love to Turn You On" that he had a floating that he had floating around in his head and couldn't use. I thought it was a damn good piece of work, although that the motivation was inspired Lynn uh, to initially come up with the premise for the track. McCartney has later said the track was the only one on the album that was written as a deliberate provocation. Yeah, they were trying to get a reaction with that. Mm. They knew it was kind of controversial. Gotcha. And they and basically it worked in their favor because. Uh, they took their bait, and it ended up making the song even more notorious oh, yeah. than if they allowed it airplay in the first place. Yeah. If they would have just let it go, and then it actually turned into something. Back yeah. then in the 60s, that kind of stuff, it was like the first kind of going going viral. Oh, yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know, like, kind of like purposely being provocative. We know this is going to get a reaction, yeah. Yeah. right? Let's just do it. Paul McCartney is like that today. He, in fact, wrote the famous lyrics to the recent song, WAP. Oh, okay. Uh, Charles? No. <laughs> no. No. He, he he wrote it, and it was meant to be wrapped in a British accent. Let's move on to the other <laughs> trivia question of the night for you guys. Oh, we got one more, huh? One more. So we got to play the intro one more time for you guys. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, we did all this hard work on this uh, awesome transition for you. So in rock and roll history... Trivia. I love okay. that. All okay. Right. So, in 1979, this week, George Harrison, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr performed together for the first time mm. since the breakup of the Beatles, right? This was a big deal, and it made headlines, and people got some photos, and it was like a leaked kind of thing. Yeah. Who was the wedding reception for? Was oh, it dude. A, Elton John, yeah. B, Eric Clapton, C, Mick Jagger, or was it D, David Crosby marrying a taxidermy armadillo with a top hat mm. full of cocaine? I, I, I remember that. I remember that. That was a strange marriage. Yeah, that was a strange marriage. It was short-lived. I think he got divorced the next day yep. after he realized what he'd done. Yeah, and then he just went ahead and married another taxidermy armadillo, <laughs> armadillo the next day. Uh, Duh. Yeah, what do you think? that's what do you a think, tough Lowell? one. What do you think, Lol? That was Mick Jagger. Was it Mick Jagger? I think. All I right. think that was Mick. Because I, sw I swear we've done this one. 
Yeah, like and a lot of these. Ago. Yeah, well, a lot of these. We're almost like a. You know, you've been doing this for about a year now. So yeah, you're gonna yeah. start. Oh yeah. Some of these big events, I recycle them because they are big events, and yeah, they happen around this time. You never know, right? So okay. I, I can't. I'm, I'm with Lalo. Like I knew that it was one that we had done before. Um, but I think, honestly, I think I'm going to go with David Crosby marrying a taxidermy armadillo with a top hat full of cocaine. That's respectable. I think I'm going to do that. You want another drink? Yeah, I'll take one more. Um, surprise me with a taxidermy armadillo with a top hat full of cocaine. I don't have that. be like, yeah, man. I'll give you one of these new Bud Lights. So sponsor us, Bud Light, with your new beer. Send, send us a, a guitar. guitar. Yeah, send me a guitar. Yeah, jinx. 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 You owe me a king-size Coke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Bud Light next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, Hook yeah. us up with a sponsorship, The logo man. facing Can't out. you see yeah. the possibilities here, Bud Light? Yeah. Right? Bud Light. With the I, logo. I don't like you, though, Bud Light, to be honest. So. Well, well, nobody likes one you. One of our colors. listeners. So there it goes. There goes our chance. I, you Sorry, know, I you just fucked it all up, shot myself in the foot. Thanks a lot. You hey. taxidermy armadillo. Well, you know, that sounds like something Yosemite Sam would say in one of his <laughs> random cussing rants. A taxidermy yeah, armadillo. Taxidermy armadillo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, what do we say? Uh, you, you guessed uh, David Crosby. Somebody guessed Mick Jagger. Anyone, anything else? That's it? Uh, I got Mick yep, Jagger. That's it. All right. Here's the wedding photo. I won't tell you who it's oh, for well, Ringo looks uncomfortable. Look at that wedding photo. Yeah. Yeah, Ringo's like, Ugh. yeah, but I thought this was kind of, kind of cute, kind of cool. Yeah. There's Paul's little family. All right, and then um, George, you know, awesome. He was my favorite Beatle. That's yeah. cool. That's a cool like photo from that era. That is cool. You know, it's a pretty neat little thing in it's time. It's the only. It's the only photo. That got any sort of press, and it doesn't even have the people who got married in it. I know, I know right? <laughs> That's all anyone cared about. Yeah. It was actually oh, Eric Clapton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eric uh, Clapton so, has gotten weird. So you know the song Layla? Yeah. That is Layla. written about George Harrison's wife. George Harrison's Layla. wife is uh, who he married at this wedding. Oh, okay. George was there with his new love, right? Yeah. But... Eric Clapton was marrying George Harrison's ex-wife, Patty. Oh, okay. And for whatever, I forget the the significance of Layla and why Layla is part of that, but that's who that song is about. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, and they got married, Eric Clapton, and, uh, you know, he had his blessing. George Harrison's like, hey, cool, man, I got a new girlfriend, who cares? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Eric Clapton actually joined him on stage for a couple songs. Oh, great. And, and Mick Jagger... Was there. Okay, yeah. So oh, he was gotcha. present. That was why I threw that in there, because it mixed it up. You knew he was part of the event, but it wasn't for his yeah. wedding. Nick ah, Yeager. Yeah, yeah. So it was Eric Clapton's wedding there. You All go. right. Eric Clapton's gotten weird. He, yeah, he's, Hasn't... you know, it's gotten that old Whoa. man. Oh, I saw this. Did I you see this, this story? I did. I And, and awesome. This, this is such I thought, a cool story. You didn't, you didn't see this, Lalo? Why is this guy so buff? <laughs> <laughs> He's he is out murder, right? He's lifting those uh, binoculars like nonstop. Yeah, yeah he's squeezing them. Uh, all right, so <laughs> this, this is was, awesome. This was a really cool story. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, it was a couple years back. In oh May yeah, twenty twenty. There was this lady, one of the Karen type ladies. She called the police on this guy while he was just out bird watching in New York City Central Park, uh, and he asked her to put her dog on a leash. It was a viral video that went. Uh, he was like. Excuse me, ma'am, could you have your... She had her dog running around all crazy, and he was bird-watching out there, right? And then she started getting crazy on him, and she called the police on yeah. this guy, Christian Cooper, falsely accused him of threatening her, having told him, I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Yeah. And then doing so was charged with a third-degree misdemeanor for making a false report. She did this big old apology. She lost her job. Oh, yeah. Good. It was a big deal. Yeah, right? And and supposedly this whole Karen thing, they're naming the law after her. That's what <laughs> Daisha was telling me. Like, they're actually oh naming God. that law after her. Uh, this lady was named Amy Cooper, so I don't know if it it's was... probably called the Amy Cooper Law. <laughs> the Amy Cooper Law. But yeah. here's the deal. So sometimes that stuff has the exact opposite effect, right? Like, it gives this guy... A TV show deal. He ended up getting a deal with National Geographic. Oh, wait, hold on. Amy Cooper? 
Oh, Amy Cooper, and his name was Christian Cooper. Oh, it says no relation. Yeah, it says Amy Cooper, no relation, called the police on him. Um, so anyway, huh. the, the new TV series is called Extraordinary Birder. Hell yeah. And it uh, follows him around on his uh, kind of birding journey. But I thought it was just a great little microcosm of karma. That, yeah. You know, you know, I'm trying to ruin your life, call the police on you, and be a weirdo about it. Ends up getting a TV I love show that. over the whole deal. That's I love awesome. that. Congrats, uh, man. So Congrats, good for him. Christian Cooper. This was very strange. All right, this is the last story for the night, guys. Ooh. Earth woman who is dating an invisible alien man says he's better in bed than any Earth man. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. Makes sense. Love takes many forms. A woman named Emanuela Rose, formerly Abby Bella, now her new name. She changed her name because of this uh, well, alien that well, she's her, with. Well, her first name was pretty fucking awesome, too. Like Abby it, Bella? Abby Bella is a pretty dope it is name. It's a pretty like, good name, right? She lives in London. She says she's in love isn't with it? an invisible alien, isn't it? Invisible alien, isn't it? Can't even see him floating around, isn't it? She says yeah. that she met the alien after posting on Instagram and how she would rather date someone from a different planet than go on another Tinder date. Oh. So she claims that after that post, she was later abducted from her apartment oh, okay. by a UFO covered her in a beam of yellow light mm. she claims it was she was then brought was it like a golden light like <laughs> golden maybe shower kind of like light? a shower golden yeah a shower, shower light. of light if she you was will. Uh, introduced to her <laughs> invisible lover emmanuel though this is where it gets good that's what inspired her to change her name okay to emmanuela and she says they've now been dating for a year and they want to get married okay she also claims that the aliens do you. not have a human form and that her physical intimacy with the alien is, quote, better than with any Earthman, as the aliens are loving, loving light, light, and like pure, pure energy. energy. <laughs> so we can't even go all the way that he can go because it would kill me. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> Superman. Yeah, like there's no way Superman could ever go all the way because he would just he blow would just out the back him. of his yeah, skull. Just killed, to kill this woman with yeah. all his amazing loving light. Yeah. What do you think of this, Lala? I, do you think this is true, or do you think she's just making this up? So we talk about it on my podcast. What is this? Yeah. A big part of me wants to make fun of this lady, but at this point, just like, I feel like since 2020, we've seen so much just weird, weird, like, I think she's been like, locked up too long. Yeah, she might acid just be lonely. She's got the pandemic, like, the cabin fever. Yeah. She's it, making love to an alien. Invisible. It's, it's gotten to the point to where, like, when I see people doing and, like, saying stuff like this, I'm just like, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. I, get <laughs> I feel it. for you. We've all been there. It's. I love that. We've all made you. love yeah. to an alien. I love that about invisible you, Invisible alien. Just, yeah. So, you just know like, what? Whatever. More, more power to you. Yeah. They're gonna get, we're going to follow yeah, up on this marriage, you. you know? Maybe we'll get we some are. photos from her at the wedding with the, you <laughs> know, like, yeah, yeah like, how she can, you know, like, the photos. Yeah. Yeah, maybe well, we can maybe we can convince uh, Balljack to to. They give should her, cater it. Yeah, crow's it. milk and Balljack oh, should be cater wonderful. that. Oh yeah. Oh should my god. Cater the alien wedding. They, I actually think they specialize in alien weddings. Oh okay. They're oh, yeah. one of the only catering companies for alien weddings. Nice. You don't get you know it's not a big market. Can we finish off the episode with a crow's milk commercial? Yeah, let's do it. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, crow's milk. Uh, what do we got here? We got... Uh, do we have a crow's milk one? Oh. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah we, we do. do. We got nice. A uh, we got a bro one. It's it's not... What's the other crow's milk? We, oh, we just got the bro? We have the bro one. Oh, yeah. Well, I like the bro one. All right. What's up, yeah. bro? All right. Well, then you got it, bro. Let's go, bro. bro. What's up, bro? Bro. What's up, bro? Bro. 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 Yeah, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? Bro. Yeah, Bro. Bro. What's up, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? Bro. This fucking crow's milk has me super pumped, bro. Fortified with amino acids and protein keeps me the power of a crow, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. Me too, because crow's milk is the drink of pros, bro. Get some crow's milk today. Crow's milk, the official drink of the Beast Fest Championship in Slovakia, Wisconsin. Don't be a whim. Get your crow's milk today. Make sure to tell them Rock News Weekly sent you for a complimentary legal disclaimer. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love cool. that. Crow's All Jack milk. and Crow's Milk. You crow's guys milk. are going to be catering that duo. invisible alien wedding. That's right. That is that is a recipe for a successful wedding. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. If you're listening, please give us a rating in whatever form you're listening. Any kind of stars. Doesn't matter. It helps us get exposure mm-hmm. and propagates our podcast to other listeners. We appreciate it. Rocknewsweekly.com. Make sure you watch us when we go live. If you're listening right now, tune in. Uh, enjoy the conversation live when mm-hmm. we're uh, joining in on the chat. It's totally free. Twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly. Yeah. And, uh, look we want to turn you on. Mm-hmm. Look at our ugly faces and it'll ruin the podcast forever. Yes. <laughs> so Send us your wedding pictures. And that too. Yes. So we can... Send crow's and, milk out to cater it. Yep, and Emmanuel, don't stop at Earth. The, send us out to let <laughs> your other people throughout the cosmos oh, yeah. give us five stars. We got to follow up tur- on that. We want to turn you on. Yeah, we got to follow up on that. All right, guys. Peace. 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 Have a good night.